listening to Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right. Taking the right relationships right now. Hello and welcome to Great Relationships, the radio show. My name is Paul Moore and I'll be your host for about the next 30 minutes or so as leadership and organization coach, teacher and lecturer, Herman Eben joins us to talk about, but you still did it. <laughs> no, it was you that did it, there not you, me. It yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So as we begin, <laughs> clearly I'd like to state that this is not a program of counseling, but rather biblically based insight on relationships with one another and ultimately with and to glorify the Father. Herman, before we begin, would you pray for us? Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to again once more look at your truth to look at what really does work in life. Uh, We know that there's lots of things that actually work to our detriment, and they work for a short period of time. But what you have shown to us is the things that work for your glory and actually work for our good. And I pray we pay attention to these things, especially in relationships. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Thank you for for praying for us. And as you said, especially in relationships, you, not me, are on record for being extremely overbearing and controlling. Yeah. Um, But but here's the difference. You have grown children now, Mm -hmm. and you and Louis both have grandchildren. So the past is clearly cemented in the past, and now you have opportunities in relationships today. Um, But when you lay down at night, did the ghost come back to play? Do you think about those times where you were controlling and overbearing and you can't do anything about it? Not when I lay down at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's I to, your secret? I, I, go to, I go to sleep when I lay down, but it does show up in other parts of my life. Anytime that I'm doing kind of menial tasks, like doing yard work or something like that, um, I get reminded of you know my controlling nature and what I could have done differently with my children and what I could have done differently with my wife or what I could have done differently in life. Yeah, I get reminded of those type of things. We're exactly the opposite because when I'm doing these things, everything's displaced. It's good. I'm able yeah. to be where I'm at. But as soon as I lay down, they just steal my sleep, my joy, my peace. So, okay, we're different there. But what about that? We are forgiven, we are redeemed, and yet something comes up and stands on our shoulder and goes, but you still did it. Yeah, it's very interesting, and I'm certain from my own life, and I'm speculating that many people run into this, and maybe you do too, that whenever you have done something that was particularly bad or just had the perception of being bad. It causes me to live a life forward from that point, feeling maybe like I'm damaged goods. And that's very true if we don't watch it. We don't even have to go that far, though, for Satan to use it against you. For instance, I'll I'll be doing some uh, thinking about how I related to Louie and I've uh, been reminded of a variety of those things here recently, just going, why didn't I encourage her some more? Why didn't I treat her better? Such a, uh, such a wonderful lady. Why didn't I enjoy her more? Those are all questions that I can't answer. So why didn't you? I know your wife. She's an amazing woman. Yeah, she really is. Shame she? on you. That's right. And that's, that's the, the way that your mind starts working over time. Uh, And what you really want to think about here is what's going on there? What's happening? Because you'll end up burdening yourself with something you don't need to be burdened with. And that's that's a key tactic of Satan to do that. 
I want to dig a little bit deeper. You said you end up burdening yourself with something you don't need to. Well, wait a minute. It happened. Right. It did. There are consequences in your relationship in your lives. Now, isn't there a level of accountability there? There's always accountability. The Lord is, it, that action has been registered. It was part of the plan. You can think about it that way. That's how I consider it. I don't use that statement as, well, say la vie, so what? I'm not saying that. I'm saying it from the viewpoint of that God is still in control, even if I do some major thing that is totally against his will or totally against what he prescribed. The issue for me at this point in time, whenever that comes to my mind, is to recognize Yes, I did it, but there are other things at play here. There are other things that I I did it, and is it being used for the benefit of my life now, or is it being used for the benefit of other people's lives? All of that can bring uh, be brought into the into the message. But the biggest issue is understanding why those thoughts most often come to your mind. We have to deal with that. That's the big issue. Why do those thoughts come to our mind? Okay, so can I pose that question? Why do they? Yeah. Why do I continue to lose sleep or joy? The remembrance of the things of the past does keep happening. What do we know from God's Word about those past events? We know that God has asked us to do some specific things Uh, specific actions, take some specific actions. The action that he asks of me based on my control of Louie and not appreciating and encouraging her to be who she was, uh, actually being upset with the fact of how she was, those are things that I could confess to her, right? But okay. is, is, that, is that the best place to go to confess to her of what I've done wrong? No, I don't think so. Because there is a better place to start, right? And that's to confess to God. Why is that more important than confessing to Louis at first? Because God's the only one who can actually give forgiveness. Absolutely. That's the key. And when we get this message wrong, when we get this thought wrong, I've done something wrong, I've hurt somebody else, I've sinned against them, and I only think about going and confessing it to them, that's a good thing, but it's not the best thing, because they can forgive me, but they can't ultimately make me clean. Okay, I get you there, and I guess I need to ask a few questions in practicality if I can. I know a lot of people who keep doing the same thing and asking for forgiveness. And my Bible tells me, right, 70 times 7. Right. Right, that euphemism for infinity. I'm going to just keep forgiving them. But I want to ask, do I understand something that you've said before that this happened? What's the this? Life was this way. This happened. And now I live it this way. Yep. Yep. Is it the this when I finally realize that my confession to God that there's something I need to change, even if it's just a step at a time? Is that really what's going on? Well, that is going to be part of it, but that isn't the real answer. The, the this is you come to the conclusion that God is the only one that's able to deal with it. God is the only one that can make me clean. That's, that's a key part of this. But that doesn't, that doesn't answer the, the issue of when Satan brings back this thought of, but you still did it. Right. If we don't go through that 
confession, repentance to God first, then to whoever you've harmed, you don't have a way to deal with, but you still did it. That's what's so important. We need to understand how to deal with, but you still did it. And it goes back to this concept that you're saying here, the this. If we don't confess to the Lord first, if we don't understand confession, if we don't understand the use of confession, if we don't understand the idea of repentance, if we don't understand the first John 1, 9 mentality, we are going to miss how to deal with, but you still did it. We, we won't ever we won't ever get the, the clean way of handling that. And I will tell you, even if you know what we're going to be sharing here shortly, how to deal with, but you still did it, it's still going to come up. Okay, so there you have it. You want to stick around after the break because we're going to deal with how to deal with, but you still did it. So there you have it. Why great relationships? It's real simple. Practical Christianity through our relationships, right? Learning to love others patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. It ties together. We invite you to our website, greatrelationships.com. That's grnumulatrelationships.com. Back right after this. Great quotes from God's Word for great relationships. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others as better than himself. Philippians 2, 3. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You know how you're always praying for a sign from God? That you're meant to go to seminary? This is your sign. Seriously, I'm here to tell you about Grace. Grace School of Theology. It's free grace based. The professors are world class. It's accredited, accessible, attainable, and oh yes, it's affordable. You can even complete your entire degree online, which means you don't have to move. Wouldn't it be great to have a deeper knowledge of the Word of God? Write this down. www.gsot.edu gsot.edu or call 877-476-8674 877-476-8674 Now get going! Taking the stress out of your relationships by making them great. Greatrelationships.com. That's grnumulatrelationships.com. Check out the website. You can listen to this program again. Beat somebody over the head with it if you want, because you can say, but you still did it. <laughs> you told me I was going to learn how to deal with that. That's right. And the issue for us to just remind everyone those type of thoughts will come to probably everybody's mind, but I'm just using my own personal example of thinking about how I treated Louie improperly early in our marriage 
and uh, up to uh, 20 and 25 years in our marriage, constantly trying to make her become something different, uh, not, not accepting her for the way she was, always wanting to make her do life better, so to speak. Okay, but those are things, actions that you regret. That's exactly the point. And I, and I don't mean, no, no, I don't mean to compare or contrast, but I, I've done things that actually make me feel like damaged goods. Well, those are the type of things that can do that. Uh, those are the type of things, maybe more serious than that, but I feel like damaged goods as a husband sometimes when I think about that, or I feel like a damaged goods as it relates to a father when I allow that thinking to stay. But maybe I've committed adultery, or maybe I've been drug addicted, or an alcoholic, or something else. Any of those type of things are going to have a greater impact on you and have a greater potential wedge that Satan can put into your life with the, but you still did it, mindset. That's, it's, it's really crucial that we understand that that but you still did it phrase that's going to come from your sin nature, come from Satan himself, is a great tool to try to make you ineffective. That's the whole mindset of what Satan is doing to you. He's reminding you of something that you have done in the past, and as long as he can keep your uh, mind focused on what's in the past, what happens? He has control of you. Because you can't do anything about the past. It's over. It's gone. And if he can get you to give power to the past again, it's like bringing the past back into the present. Remember that, that uh, mistake, one of the four mistakes in the problem? You know, the victim keeping the past in the present. That's what Satan wants to happen. And that is one of the key tools that he uses in his strategy to follow the mindset of, but did God really say that you're clean? Did God really say that it's over? The, the three F's and the C is the easy way to talk about the tools that you need to implement the solution. This is all chapter eight material, if you want to go find that. Chapter eight in the great relationship right. material, yes, sir. That's right. The first F stands for feelings. The second F stands for freedom and choice. The third F stands for forgiveness. And the fourth C, or I mean the fourth item, or C, stands for confession. And those are really about the only tools you need to make a relationship really work well. But if I'm surrendering, submitting in a relationship because I'm damaged goods and I deserve it, none of that is at play. No. Well, yeah, all of that's, all of that's at play in some form, and especially... It's in play. If I feel like I'm damaged goods, do you really understand what happened when you confessed? My husband beats me and yells at me, and I deserve it because I committed adultery. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's what will go on with your mind to be thinking that somehow you are damaged goods because you don't understand what God has offered to you as a solution. What did he say? All we need to do is agree with him. That's the concept of 1 John 1, 9. If we, uh, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Does that mean that he didn't forgive me on the cross? No, we've answered that before. He did forgive you on the cross. What is the need for you confessing your sin now? I thought that was already taken care of on the cross. It was. Why do I need to confess now? So that you agree with him that it is wrong 
he has dealt with that. He has stopped remembering it, so to speak. He's just not paying attention to it. The idea is I agree with him that that has been dealt with. Okay, but I'm in this cycle where this is happening to me and it should because I'm damaged goods because I did something. Or this has happened to me, I'm damaged goods and I must have deserved it or God wouldn't have allowed it. All you can you can have all that thinking that you want and all it'll do is confuse you. So we go back to finish the idea of 1 John 1, 9. What happens when I confess? I agree with God that it is part of his plan or I simply agree with God that God is going to use that for his glory or I simply agree with God that he is going to clean me of that. That's the most important issue. I am clean. I can think about the other things that I just got through saying, but the most important issue is when I have agreed with God, I am cleansed of that. I can go forward from this point and be a clean person. I don't have the past marking me anymore as being damaged goods. That is where Satan wants you to maintain your mindset. But you still get it, did it, but you still did it is a reminder that you know what? You're pretty much scum. And God's saying, no, that's not true. I'm not remembering that. And if, excuse me, I'm not marking that against you. And if I'm not marking it against you, how could you be damaged goods now? Okay. Yes. Yes. And I don't want to take the air out of that sail, but I, I see where it can go two ways. One, but you did it or, but it happened to you. So if I were victimized somehow that I was abused or raped or beaten or something, I'm damaged goods. Otherwise, it wouldn't happen. Or I'm the one who did it. Right. And that's that is the reason why people stay so confused is because they keep the past in the present. Now, just notice what forgiveness and confession does for us. Forgiveness allows us to not be controlled by the things done to us. In the past, it's basically saying, God, yes, that happened, but I'm going to trust that you are going to be using it for my good going forward. I'm not damaged goods because I'm a child of yours. So you can see if it's done to you, that's what God is saying. Use forgiveness to get over the past. Now, if you did it, use confession to get over the past. Yes, I still did it. But at the same time, God is specifically said that I'm clean. And now that I know that I'm clean, I have a way to deal with this, but you still did it. The same way as you can reverse the question, which is, but they still did it to you. See, it's it's one of those two that are that are typically happening, but you still did it or but they still did it. That is that is Satan's answer to try to bring the past into the present for forgiveness. And but you still did it is Satan's reminder that you still did it. And he's trying to negate the confession. See how that's working there? And yes, I cannot believe those type of things. And I can start feeling like I'm damaged goods because something has been done to me or I've done it.
It'll, it'll certainly be there, but you just have bad thinking. That's really what it boils down to. You're not accepting what God has actually told you is true. Yeah, but I get the one-two punch there. First, it's, but you still did it, and God didn't really mean that for you. That's right. Because you still did it. That's right. So it's he didn't sa- mean it for you. Satan is trying to get you to accept some thinking that's different than God is saying. See, that's his only strategy. His only strategy is to get you to go, but does it really work that way? Did God really clean you, 1 John 1, 9? Did he really say that you're to forgive this many times? Did he really say? He didn't really mean it that way. See, he, gets, he tries to get your mind all confused with this stuff. Okay, so for me, when I'm laying down at night trying to go to sleep and all these chickens come home to roost or when you're out blowing the lawn or whatever, what do you tell yourself when this happens? I go, yes, I did. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they, I did. Thank you, Herman. And before we go, I want to invite you to drop us a line at Great Relationships, P.O. Box 51836. That's Post Office Box 51836, Midland, Texas, 79710. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. Great quotes for great relationships. That woman was taken from man no more implies the inferiority of woman to man than the taking of man from the ground implies the inferiority of man to the ground. Nor does the term helper connote subordination. Dr. Eugene Merrill. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Relationships can be great, and not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R numeral eight relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. listening to great relationships herman before the break when i said so what do you do when the enemy jumps on your shoulder and says but you still did it i said yes i did i did do it (laughs) and the reason why i say that is to remind myself that i can go back to good thinking yes i did it and it doesn't have to impact me now why because one if i did it on the confession side If I followed the confession invitation that God has provided to me, all I need to do at that point in time is remind myself, yes, I confessed. And the Lord stated, he is a person of his word and I am clean. 
And secondly, not only am I clean by God, but I've confessed that to Louie also. And therefore, I am seen differently by her. Okay, so you're not just being capricious about this and saying, yeah, I did it, so what? You're saying, yes, I did it, and God had a reason. That's exactly right. All I need to do is say, yes, I did it, but I'm trusting that my God has given me the remedy to remove that from my mind in the present because it's been dealt with in the past. I did it in the past, and it's been dealt with in the past. I don't need it to control my day or my moment or my second today. I don't need it to impact me at all today because I'm a different person. That is the way that you get over this damaged goods type of mindset also. Yeah, you still did that. I don't care if it's adultery or whatever else it is. It's a matter of, did you deal with that the way God asked you to deal with it? Did you actually go confess? And part of confession is repentance, the way we look at it, the way that you deal with those uh, C-O-N-F-E-S-S in the steps that we have in chapter 8. Chapter 8, the fourth section of uh, chapter 8 in you know, freedom from guilt. As you can see in chapter eight, all of these, the three F's and the C are all dealing with freedom in some form, freedom from being emotion led. That's the feelings, Uh, freedom and choice, just understanding how freedom works both inside and outside, understanding how it can drive you in the wrong direction if you don't watch it. Freedom from resentments, bitterness, and grudges, forgiveness, and then freedom from guilt. Most of the things that I deal with are the freedom from guilt mindsets. It's not what people have done to me. The Lord has graced me with that, that when somebody has done something to me, it doesn't tend to linger. The thing that lingers because of this controlling nature that I have, those are the things that I'm like, but you are really out of control there, bud. You really were screwed up. The control mindset that I have and other people that are similar to me in my mindset, the control that I'm pushing on other people around me, I'm actually doing it to myself worse. So it's easier for Satan to get into my heart and into my thinking, reminding me of what screw up stuff that I've done as opposed to what other people have done to me. So if I find myself there, what do I need to tell myself? Well, it's the same thing that I tell myself, which is, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and lie to act like I didn't do it. Yes, I did it. But I also confessed to the Lord, and he said that he's not holding that against me. The only person that's holding that against me is Satan, and he's trying to get me to hold it against myself. That's the mindset that you go through. The idea is confession God has dealt with that. It's in the past. Leave it there. Okay, but what about accountability or consequence? There is definitely going to be consequences, and that's what God has given into this world system to allow you to recognize that that was bad. Yes, and I'm going to be dealing with those consequences, but here's the thing that I really have seen in my own life. God takes even those consequences and can turn them into something great. Just like I know that part of the whole process of great relationships is because of my controlling nature. Well, I can praise God for that then. I don't have to sit here and go, oh, woe is me. What a bad guy. What a bad husband. What a bad father. No, I can trust God and simply say, yes, 
that did happen. And that's true. We wouldn't have great relationships. You wouldn't have been conformed that much more to the image of Christ if these terrible things hadn't happened. I totally believe that. And that is where you basically punch Satan in the nose when you say, yeah, I did it, uh, but God has cleaned me and I'm not, I'm not taking this lightly, but I'm not going to let you try to make me feel ineffective for something that is a dead issue. So the it's knockout gone. punch would be not only I did it, but I bless God for it. Amen. Praise the Lord that he has given me the grace to be able to deal with this in his terms and see it through his eyes so that I can offer some godliness to the people around me. That's exactly right. So it's not about you. It's all about God and his healing of you. You can feel like damaged goods all day long. It doesn't make it real. You can actually feel ineffective, but it doesn't make it real. You're the one that's doing that to yourself because of what your belief is. You're believing a lie of Satan. So the next time I hear, but you still did it, I can say, yes, I did, and bless God because he turned it to good and used it to conform me to his image. Great way to say it. Thank you. The website, greatrelationships.com, grnumeratrelationships.com. And you know what? All together, just bless God for the junky things that I've done, that you've gotten a hold of me, and at least I recognize them. And please call to mind those things that separate us. In Jesus' name, amen. And until next time. How is your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings, too. Why, just yesterday, I found a $100 bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree, and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow, I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich Maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Have you ever had days like this? (laughs) Neither have we. That's why we recommend great relationships. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others. Kindly, patiently, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.